Hello, Ross Sharp back again with another episode of Aeronautica. The Sopwith One and a Half Strutter. Crazy name, great aircraft. The Graham White factory at Hendon is a virtual shrine to early aviation, even setting aside the prominent role its founder, Claude Graham White, had in the establishment of aviation in the UK and the significance of the early factory buildings themselves, grade 2 star listed, the Royal Air Force Museum London has chosen to display some superb early aircraft, plus some replicas, in this wonderful setting. It is a pity, therefore, that few people choose to take the 400-yard walk through what was part of the former Royal Air Force Hendon site to reach this treasure trove. On a day when the main collections were very busy, I had this gem all to myself for more than 30 minutes. I think that my trusty Nikon was feeling rather fatigued when I finally dragged myself away. In World War I, the rotary engine was king. Lighter than the heavy, water-cooled inline engines, the main problem came from the gyroscopic effect of the whirling mass of cylinders around the stationary crankshaft so it was natural that the Sopwith Aviation Company would choose the 110-horsepower Clerget rotary engine for their new Type 94002-seater fighter reconnaissance bomber aircraft ordered by the British Admiralty for their Royal Naval Air Service squadrons. The prototype first flew in December 1915 and was a docile aircraft with almost no vices. The first unit to reach the front lines in the Western Front was No. 5 Wing Royal Naval Air Service in February 1916. The Royal Flying Corps urgently needed the Sopwith design for their forthcoming joint attack with the French on the Somme sector of the front. The Admiralty had absorbed the total Sopwith production, so other aviation companies such as Vickers and Ruston Proctor were subcontracted for the Royal Flying Corps orders as the Sopwith Type 2-seater. Number 70 Squadron Royal Flying Corps were the first army unit to arrive at the front, with machines diverted from Admiralty orders. When the new aircraft entered service, they became the first British aircraft to be equipped with a synchronised forward-firing armament, a Vickers 303 machine gun. It also had a single Lewis gun on a scarf mounting for the observer in the rear cockpit. As such, the armament was a surprise to the Germans. Captain Geoffrey Hornblower Koch MC RFC shot down 13 German aircraft, mostly Albatross D5, between April and July 1917. Almost no one referred to the Sopwith by its type number because of the half-length cabane struts making a W arrangement between the fuselage and the upper wings. There was no centre section as such. It was universally known as the one-and-a-half strutter. Many uses were found for the Sopwith, with single-seat fighters, twin Vickers machine guns, and single-seater bombers, more fuel and internal stowage for the 260-pound bomb load joining the two-seat fighter and bomber versions. British production totaled 1,439, and French production was even higher at around 4,500. 
As well as Britain and France, other users included Russia and Japan, both license-built, Belgium, the United States and Australia. Outclassed by 1918, even when fitted with the 130-horsepower Clerget 9B, the last Strutter unit was number 70 squadron of the newly created Royal Air Force on home defence duties from Goldhanger and Stomaris in July 1918. The aircraft you can see here is a replica built from original Sopwith plans by Viv Bellamy at Lands End Aerodrome in the late 1970s. It flew just twice, registers Gulf Bravo India Delta Whiskey in 1980, then was acquired by the Royal Air Force Museum and fully refurbished, including fitting a genuine Clerget 9B from museum stocks at their Cardington facility. It depicts A8226, a Ruston Proctor-built aircraft on the strength of Sea Flight No. 45 Squadron Royal Flying Corps in 1917. Unfortunately, the real A8226 was shot down by Leutnant Max von Muller of Jagstaffel 28 on the 27th of May 1917. Both Captain L.W. MacArthur and 2nd Lieutenant A.S. Carey were killed. The one-and-a-half strutter didn't stop fighting when the armistice arrived. Soviet and white Russian forces both used it, as did both sides during the brief Polish-Soviet War, 1919-1921. There are several other aircraft preserved in museums in France and Belgium, a genuine aircraft being restored to fly in New Zealand, as well as other flying replicas. The latest restoration to fly is of a genuine 1B2, a French-built two-seat bomber version, which made its first post-restoration flight at La Fertalais in France. Not only that, but the Aviation Preservation Society of Scotland have undertaken a Herculean task over a 19-year period to build a one-and-a-half strutter from a set of plans. Congratulations to everyone involved in this superb project. The Sopwith one and a half strutter really was a most significant World War I aircraft.